And now, the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And I'm upset. Yeah, uh, uh, what, Dylan? At this episode, Andrew. What it's episode Home Again, Part 1, Episode 724. Beautiful. It's an episode written and directed by Paul McCusker and no one else. And so we only have him to blame. <laughs> and inexplicably, it only aired nine months after the last episode that we covered. Wow. But it feels like a lifetime. Yeah. Also on the topic of inexplicably, do you remember what rating on the wiki The Labyrinth Part 3 had, Andrew? 93%. Do you know what rating this episode has on the wiki, Andrew? I'm looking at it now and it says 93%. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> no! This is bad, like, this is... No. <laughs> Cannot be. <laughs> Those were two very different feelings. Do you do you remember? Do you remember what we talked about last episode about um about an award that maybe the labyrinth might have won? Do you remember what that oh, was the, called? The uh, Avery Award. Yeah, for uh, what was it for, Andrew? Remember <laughs> for best episode and best script. No, no, it was just for best episode. Oh, just best. Episode. However, this episode got both. <laughs> Why? I mean, I get it. Like, they're just okay. You know what? how the last the... album was called "The Deep End." I feel like I'm in the deep end now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm drowning. <laughs> I can't see the bottom of the pool. <laughs> I I I did a belly flop and uh, I'm losing consciousness. <laughs> this is bad. This is really bad. <sighs> I, I, okay. We, we know Wait, we don't just... like to rag on episodes off the top. This might be the only episode that we have covered where my second listen was viscerally painful and I almost bailed on it. <laughs> like, I just we've, can't do covered, this. we've covered episodes that I think are evil. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Genuine. Like, like let, let me be clear here that there are episodes that I think have, are more sinister than more these problematic. ones that have bigger, deeper issues, mm-hmm. but they were more enjoyable. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, call <laughs> modesty is the best policy. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll name drop here. <laughs> I would take that over this. I mean, like, I'd listen to a sacrificial escape again. Yeah, what a (laughs) breath of fresh air that was. We didn't even know it was Maury in the voice at the time. Uh, Just like, yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm, yeah. mm. And the frustrating thing is that this episode has such dense Odyssey-like characteristics. Like, it has Jack and Joanne and Wit and Eugene and Connie and Penny and Wooten. Yes, that is the whole cast. Did I name everyone? Nah, everyone except for Sebastian Karazinski, oh. who's the person that Wooten talks to at the very end. But Oh, you mean Eugene. That is what I mean. Yep. Anyway. Uh, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Well, I guess we don't have to cover cast for this. I episode. mean, so he's voiced by a guy named uh, Nicholas Guest. I was proven wrong. Um, who was also he? He previously so he's in this episode. The next episode, he previously voiced a character called Robert Cushman in a Truth Chronicles episode called Stepping Stones Part One. I have not listened to any Truth Chronicles, so that's all on you, buddy. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I remember Stepping Stones as an episode title, but I don't remember what happened in it at all. Gotcha. He so helpful. He is a actor of note. I think he's been in. He's got 195 IMDb credits. Um, his most important credit to me, he's in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. As the next-door neighbor, Todd. I have never seen that movie, oh, but I recognize... Word. It's a very important movie that I just uh, have... I mean... That that hurts yeah. because people people at home who know that, why is the carpet wet, Todd? <laughs> that's, that's that's who this joke. is. Yep, that's... that's he's Todd of he's, Why is the Carpet Wet fame. Wow. He also uh, voiced uh, Martian Manhunter on Batman Brave and the Bold. Um, has been, is the voice of the robot in the MacGyver reboot. That's um, unfortunate. Is it? <laughs> yeah, some things don't need reboots. He He's a character called John Teller in Sons of Anarchy, which is a show that people watched and yeah. had a lot of episodes, and he's in a lot of episodes, so I guess it's worth noting. Um, but yeah, he's like, you know, Guy about town. Yeah. He's pretty successful. You know? And and playing a very, I mean, presuming this jeweler is significant to the plot of the next two episodes, or the next episode, um, which I do not know for sure. That's a really big actor to play a very nothing role <laughs> i mean like he me, he's medium big i mean he like he's 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 been in stuff he's done stuff on screen but i don't know that he's like you know he's not a name that people know no no certainly not but but to go from sons of anarchy to adventures and odyssey is a bit of a yeah i mean those seem like they're in different worlds yeah yeah definitely <laughs> but hey man you follow the uh you just follow that paper trail wherever it leads. The uh the other thing I would like to note is so in oh gosh, when did that in, so this episode aired in December of 2012. Mm-hmm. To kind of commemorate the 25th anniversary. This was the last album before they hit their like 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um and then they released the new edition of the official guide, which weirdly leaves these episodes out, but it's fine. Um, I'm not mad. And also, they did a collection called Our Favorites Actors Picks, which was a boxed set of 25 episodes of Adventures in Odyssey that came out in June 2013, where actors on adventures in odyssey and some behind the scenes people apparently went through and picked episodes that they felt were their favorites and then they released them in a box set okay you i'm trying to pull up the album don't 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 pull it up right now andrew because i want you to to guess so so these episodes Mm -hmm. were included 
mm-hmm. part one and part two of Home Again were included on that album. <sighs> Which actor chose those two parts together as their favorites? And I say this in big air quotes because it, I don't think, I don't know. I don't want to read too much into things. I think there's a, I think it's weird We'll, we'll get into it. What, what actor do you think chose these two episodes? Townsend Coleman. No, he chose a name, not a number, part one and two. Good. <laughs> That's uh-huh. the correct answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. It, was it Katie Lee? It was Katie Lee. Katie, no. Katie, no, why? <laughs> and maybe the next episode will be amazing, a, and maybe. I will have to eat. My socks or I, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll over eat my these... shorts. You eat your socks. We'll have a full meal of just clothing. Yeah, like but, we'll do it on Instagram Live. Like, yeah, whatever. Like we'll maybe, do it live. Maybe there is reason between those between these episodes as to why this happened. I think it is. Can just... I give a headcanon reason? Well, I feel like they had to. Pu- they felt like they had to put like recent episodes on. Mm-hmm. I think is part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and because like you can't release a collection of our favorite episodes and have them all be from the first ten years of the show. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is to commemorate twenty five years. They kind of have to spread it out. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure they they probably gave them like, what are your favorite episodes from these like this category of albums and you know maybe you got to submit three or six or something like that and my i mean katie lee probably liked this in the new and the new episodes because it involved working with joanne and getting to see um janet waldo again right and townsend coleman and kimmy robertson and jess harnell which is this you know new world meets old world situation that this is the really thing i was gonna say well yep is i think that there's right some like yeah these episodes genuinely might have been a blast to make i am not trying to take away from it but they are terrible episodes well at least this one once <laughs> again this one. we cannot speak to boast both i only heard this episode for the first time today and also for the second time today barely <laughs> but yeah but no yeah. it is upsetting it just right it also it's like you your 25th anniversary included the two like most recent episodes essentially <laughs> yeah i mean it had to i think that they're i think that they're 10 and 11 on the album Mm -hmm. so like not quite but like dang close anyways um do we have a promo for this episode that's that's normally what we do sure sure let's let's promo it up on the next adventure in odyssey connie confronts wit about an unexpected visitor you were talking to someone was i and it sounded like jason did it Wit, you're answering my questions with questions. Am I? Will Connie's suspicions be confirmed? Or will her assumptions prove wrong? That's a lot of questions. The answers are coming next time on Adventures in Odyssey. It's a zany, zany 
wacky, not enjoyable time in Odyssey. This episode, it feels like I think. Okay, I, so I think I think I've hit on maybe the right analogy. Uh huh. Go for it. Speak it true. is. It is a bad reunion concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A hundred percent. A really bad one. It is. It has been. 10 years let's let's put this out in this mm-hmm. hypothetical the band's frontman has passed away yep they've recast him with adam lambert mm-hmm. and they're <laughs> <laughs> they are both clearly withered away the remaining members are withered away from years of aggressive drug use right and they're and they're bringing them together for a farewell oh. tour yeah or a hey let's get the band back together and it just doesn't work and i wish it did i really do because well, there there's are... some there's some bones here that are good mm-hmm. but everything they either make in my opinion they've got two calls and they choose the wrong call mm-hmm. or they like, I don't know. I, I can't tell if they don't, if they think we want different things or they want different things or they just don't care that much. This episode mm-hmm. felt like the first time with Odyssey where I went, oh, maybe like, and I know, and this is going to sound dumb, because I guess it's it's got to be true, but it's just like, oh, maybe the people making this care less than I do. Yeah, yeah, and it's really unfortunate, because it it sounds kind of just like, yeah, I, a bad, like a really bad Best Hits reunion concert. Right, Like, it's just, right. it, I mean, Connie, like... All this character growth. It's not even. It's not even the. It's not even the concert. It's like a. It's like a live album mm-hmm. put out mm-hmm. from a reunion tour. Because there's not even the excitement of getting to see all these people together again. Hey, now, what about Led Zeppelin Celebration Day? I will come to defend that reunion concert. <laughs> that was a good one. Because nice. they got John Bonham's son to play drums. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, I mean. They, they, there's ways to do this that work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's one. So, <sighs> right off the bat, I just was upset. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just the wrong energy going into this episode. Mm-hmm. Chris does the, I think it's, and now no, Adventures in Odyssey, Odyssey. Yeah. and it's just got this kind of, like, upbeat tone. Yeah, it's and very upbeat. This, this episode has, like, clown music in it. Yes! Like, why? And it's about contemplation? Like, like Jason's contemplation? Now, the theme of this episode is assumptions. <laughs> yes, of course, naturally. The, That's Odyssey's favorite theme. This is exactly <laughs> it, is, this is why I'm the saying old. it's just... This is the old Connie's the scapegoat episodes. Right. Well, we've we've essentially done this episode with Eugene and we covered it on this show and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like Wait, this which, is which, 
Which episode are you talking about? Uh, whatever the first of the most extraordinary, most oh, absolutely yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the Eugene Returns yes. three-parter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is is like Eugene comes back to Odyssey and doesn't want to be around people, mm-hmm. and they all barge in on him anyways. Yep, yep, yeah, no, they're unable to keep secrets, and they all bombard him, and it's awkward, and it feels like we are setting up for that same exact thing, but worse. worse. Just you took uh, everything beautiful that was made in the previous well, one like, and yeah, just light it on fire. <laughs> I know I, I it cannot believe glorious how high we were on the Labyrinth Part Three mm-hmm. to come crashing into this episode. I feel like I fell three stories. Right, <laughs> that that is part of the problem. Yeah, is we were just like the Labyrinth is like what if Old Odyssey could still be made? Yeah, and then Home Again is just like. What if we were zany? (laughs) And I'm like, what if everything, every single thing was a trope? An entire, and not like, even a trope show would be more meta. It'd be at least funny in that respect. Like, so anyway, we should just cover what happens. We we do need to, but like, I, I'm not, I, I, we can't, we can't beat for beat through this one. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be exhausting. Yeah. So let's try and let's, I'm gonna like. I'll follow your lead. Yeah, let's just like I want to talk about it all, but I don't want to be super granular. No, of course. So that it, it so the, the the my literal note, my first note is like, man, you cannot. I cannot communicate strongly enough how quickly all hope for this episode came <laughs> crashing down. My first note is this new odyssey like vibe is so triggering yeah and then it was jack and joanna retiring yep okay and then why does this episode sound so much worse than the last one it's because <laughs> it's it's horrendously expositional writing like the, the literally the first line of dialogue like the first two lines of dialogue or eugene talking to wit about this program and wit just sets up the entire situation as to what's going on right now and it is the opposite of you know show don't tell it was this was all tell just just tell spew out of your mouth and you're like oh this is just yeah i'm just checking out yeah and so so we've it's the conversation between wit and eugene eugene's setting up some inventory software for joanne Mm -hmm. and then security sensors go off in the tunnel Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I got to go check that out. Mm-hmm. It's probably just a wrap, but I'll go check it out. Mm-hmm. Cut to not him checking it out. Nope. Cut to he walks out of his office mm-hmm. and Joanne is there and she says good morning and he says good morning. And I legit thought it was a different day. Yeah. No, there. I was very confused. It and is, the way that it cut yeah, doesn't make any sense. It's weirdly sloppy. Yeah. And so I was, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe they got trashed and made this episode. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. So it was, I will say, nice to hear Joanne's voice. Yes, that was incredible. And hearing that her and Jack are going to retire to Scotland is mm. super cute and exciting and like, 
Yeah, and it's it's that gives the whole, me warm fuzzy feelings. Right, it's the whole Alan Young Scotland connection. Yeah, and I yeah, and I like Janet Waldo, and it's just like it is lovely to hear from her again. Mm-hmm. Um, but something it it's so painful to hear her talk to Andre Stotka, mm-hmm. and I am generally positive on him as a voice actor yeah even if i am not on like this era of writing i mm-hmm. think he services the scripts extremely well yeah oh yeah and he's got a great voice yeah but this is just a moment where he like he just there, there's no way to make it work yeah no because you're relying on a ages long repertoire between these two characters and mm-hmm. you're just sitting there listening going this is the first time these people have ever spoken to each other yeah and i don't know how you fix that and it it makes me sad because like i want i want their connection to be good mm-hmm. i want this to be like a really like heartwarming scene mm-hmm. and instead i'm just like who is this guy talking with Joanne? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I'm sure it's partly, like, I'm sure a good part is the performance, but it also, it does feel like the manner in which he is talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what degree is bad scripting and what degree is not nailing the vocal tone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, and yeah, and I think I, like, that would make a lot of sense for Andre Stoika to not, to fall flat because you, yeah. There's affection in there, and the previous yeah. inflections of, you know, uh, Paul Herlinger's voice are very significant, I feel like, in how he relates to, you know, Jack and Joanne, where they have this whole backstory together. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's weird, because on the flip side, like, well, two parts. So I guess, one, I think his interactions with Jason later in this episode are equally awkward but or maybe not quite equally but are also have a level of awkwardness Mm -hmm. and we've heard him talk to jason before Mm -hmm. and we've heard him hang out with monty for a while who's another like old character and all of that worked Mm -hmm. and i feel like i don't know i i liked what wit had to say later in the like what he had to say to jason yeah because he was reminding him of like you're doing something hard, and then he says, I'm proud of you for trying. No, I, I, I know, I know, I know what you're saying, but I weirdly, like, I didn't think this was the first episode that we have listened to covering Green Ring mm-hmm. that felt like the quote unquote new Odyssey that I think of with Maury. Mm. Up till this point, it felt like, okay, they changed some cast around, the, the soft reboot, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it tonally mm-hmm. felt the same. Mm-hmm. Like the Wooten and Penny episodes we covered could have happened pre-album 50. I wouldn't have batted an eye. Yeah. Or Green Ring, for Connie the most part, yeah. could do that. And Labyrinth 100% could. Mm-hmm. And this one feels like this could only exist now. Yes, 100%. 
and I yeah. don't, I, I cannot put my finger on it. Is this there month, a different episode came person? out nine months after the last one. Yeah. So it's not even like it should be that. Yeah, there just shouldn't be that big a gap. It. Yeah, I will. To to your point, this one is engineered by Christopher Deal rather than Jonathan Crow, who did the previous one. But it's not like Deal is like new to odyssey yeah he came on i mean like he came on with passages oh and did the green ring episodes for the most part and other stuff so so he's yeah so this was an executive decision it's not like he totally shift it well i or or accidental or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's not like the behind the scenes crew has really changed between these two episodes this is um just what is this two albums before the ties that bind oh is it because well that i didn't realize the ties that bind was the last like long album yeah full album and i mean one it's an extra long it's an extra long album and it royally flopped i think did it I don't have any i how do you even know how do you even know what odyssey like yeah, so it is two albums before. But how do yeah. you even know what is successful in Odyssey? I I don't know. I, it's not like we've got box office numbers here, folks. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I would take them, though. If I could get access to them, I would absolutely love to see the uh, revenue made per episode. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be, would be very interesting. Maybe not <laughs> total numbers, just like percentage <laughs> based from the mean... <laughs> You know, I don't need to. I don't need to. Yeah. Need the how nitty-gritty. how much money does Adventures in Odyssey make? Focus on the family. I want to know this. Like, how much profit did they get, and how much is just offsetting their own costs? Yeah, I'm not sure. I we will never know. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the future we get a uh, like Odyssey. Well. I'll focus on the family streaming service that features new Odyssey content. Along with what? Focus on the family doesn't really produce other entertainment anymore. They don't? I don't think so. I think this is basically it. It could stand to go. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Uh, Apparently that's what this episode has proven to me. So, anyways, the... (laughs) Where were we? Looping back. uh, just, Just the pain of listening to new wit and 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 joanne talk and then yeah and so then joanne's dropping off all these books that she's donating to the wits end library like Mm -hmm. 10 boxes worth Mm -hmm. she thinks she saw jason when she was coming along town Mm -hmm. and coming across town and wit plays all coy wit Mm -hmm. plays coy here he played coy earlier about the alarm in the Mm -hmm. tunnel Mm -hmm. wait so yeah Wit, wit plays coy again here then Joanne exits the basement and Wit opens up a door and says hi to Jason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but he didn't know he was there for sure. He's just God? Like he played No, he, he must have known on the sensor. Known that like, like Jason was coming? Or like the sensor popped up and said, it's your son, Jason Whitaker. We read his Monty chip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. No, I was thinking like like an infrared situation where he could see that it was a person and he would be the only person who could have guessed the password. 
maybe. Uh, yeah, well, because then Wit's that, like, how did was... you know the password? And he's like, I just know you, Dad. I know you, Dad. Gotcha. That's... <laughs> Wit, you're so important. Like, <laughs> you have gl- world-changing technology at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. You could stand to have some, like, more significantly encrypted passwords. <laughs> like, your son should yeah. not be able to guess it. Yeah. Well, and just on the topic of this feeling greatest hitsy. I both love and hate that he comes in via the tunnels. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun because it's like, oh yeah, the, the tunnels, tunnels at yeah. the basement of said, Like, that's so great. And then it just also feels cheap to use them in an episode that I dislike. No, um, yeah, yeah. But like, if I liked the episode, I would be praising that. So like, hey, I should have... part two will I should have dunked it. that hard. It probably won't, though. <laughs> I'm guessing like a 75% chance that part two does not redeem this. <laughs> so, so yeah. Then... Yeah, Jason's all like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm quitting Odyssey, or I'm quitting the 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 agency, agency for real now. What agency? I don't know. But also, there's only two that have agency at the end. CIA. What's the other one? NSA. Oh yeah, and NSA previously. NSA is Wit, not Jason. I think. Yeah, Wit worked with NSA. Wit, yes, Wit worked with the NSA. I I assume Jason's CIA if he's been you know spending so much time overseas and whatnot. But mm-hmm. who knows? Um, <laughs> the, I, I just I yeah I'm gonna keep it. Just this feels like an episode of like old Odyssey. Jason and Joanne meet new Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Wit and. Goofy Wooten. Connie and Wooten and Eugene and Penny. Yeah. Connie and Eugene have pretty good chemistry in this episode, which I I do like. It's it's not good. It doesn't feel real at all because it neglects all of the growth made by both of those characters throughout the time. But if you told me that like, you know, Paul McCusker just went back and listened to album five like eight times and then he wrote this episode based on the idea that Jack and Joanne were retiring. Like, yeah, you could sell me on it. It, it, This is some album five dynamic, and it's, you could call it endearing, or you could call it traumatic. (laughs) Yep. Um, and yeah, and then Wit's like, well, you know, uh, oh wait, no, that's not now. Oh, it's right, there's this dumb thing where like, Wit pushes Jason back into the hole as Connie comes downstairs, Mm -hmm. and then like, Connie is like I like the slight subversion here where mm-hmm. Connie notices mm-hmm. and isn't totally oblivious to it. Yeah. But then it's just to set up nosy Connie, mm-hmm. which is the worst Connie. Yeah. No, it's like old lunch meat Connie. It's just yeah. bad. Yeah, and so it's it's like, yeah, don't you know, don't worry about Jason, he'll be fine, you know, it's- just just pray. And and Connie's like and, and Connie's like oh he's saying to pray that means Jason must be in danger mm-hmm. and Eugene's like oh well you know it's actually always good to pray we don't only pray when someone's in trouble Connie I'm like what is this dynamic when did Eugene become a more mature Christian than Connie Kendall uh, I mean he's kind of always been like the smart Alec he smart. For sure, but like Connie, yeah, 
became a Christian on the third album. Yeah. And it took Eugene another 25. Yeah. Like, the whole point of his character is that he is the newer Christian. Mm -hmm. And, like, Connie plays a great role in that. They don't... And it's just like, here, it's like... Yeah, here, it's just like, oh, Connie, you dumb little kid. Don't you know that you can pray when things are good, not just when things are bad? Yeah, because Connie's ridiculous. When (laughs) When I was listening to it, my, like... Why are you don't have to pray for somebody only when things are bad? Like, Wit was being honest there, and Connie was being ridiculous, and then Eugene calls Connie on her assumption, and... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and we jump right from... It's it's Wit's, like, don't tell anyone, though, and then mm-hmm. Connie's like, oh, my word, Eugene! Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I roll. Can't, I can't deal with this. And then this. Penny comes in. Right. And she's like, what are you talking about? And Connie's like, Jason's in town. And Con- is it su- Penny's like, who's Jason? Is it supposed to be funny? Are we supposed to laugh and be like, oh, Connie, she mm-hmm. never could keep secrets. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. No, it, I, I don't it feels get like it. It should be satirical. Like <laughs> this should be like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, well, like uh, Scrubs has an episode where they like basically they make fun of sitcom tropes for being like you know too good to be true because they are you know um, and yeah, there's characters playing characters within the episode, and it feels a lot like this, right? Like this, <laughs> like they should pull out, and this is actually like a kids' radio sketch yeah, about exactly. obviously, yeah. That would make it incredible. <laughs> I mean, dude, if that is the second episode twist, you're right. This does deserve best episode status. Yeah, yeah. I take it all back. We if we so pull wrong. out and this is all like. What if all of Adventures in Odyssey is just kids radio? Oh, I, Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> that is dangerously close to the uh, to their kill switch that they baked in. Yep, yep. Where it can just all be an, an inspiration station adventure. Yep. You know what? These episodes are making me wish they flipped that switch. As much as I was after Green Ring, like, they should never flip the switch. The fact that they have it at all is offensive. If I could reset Odyssey right now at, like, at the home again point, I could be into that. Yeah. Then we yeah. don't get Ties to Find. Yep. We don't get Mori. Nope. We, we... The world's just a better place. Yeah. Chris doesn't sound incredibly old in every episode. It makes me so sad. Like, I, I love her to death, and I, I genuinely wish the best for her. I hope that she has a long and fruitful life. But hearing new episodes of Odyssey and hearing the age in her voice and the way that she enunciates just breaks my heart. I, I don't know. Have you had that experience? I haven't picked up on it, no. Okay. Maybe I'm just adept to... I'm yeah. not gonna... Nope. Mouth shut. Mouth shut moment. Adept to the vocal tenor of older women? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where I was going with that. I think you're fine. Okay, cool. Women, we love you. Even the older ones. Especially. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What now? Oh, so then... Yeah, right. You alluded to it already. Penny. But Penny walks in, mm-hmm. and Connie immediately is like, Jason's back. And Penny's like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Is it another ex-fiance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a good callback to the previous episode, which had Mitch's return in it. Oh. Um, something blue? No, wait. Something... Something old... Something new. Part mm-hmm. one and two were the return of Mitch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in a two-parter and this is just like ah fun nod to that it's kind of funny i i don't i don't hate that joke Mm -hmm. but then but then it's like this whole weird like well you know about the large portion of the adventures and odyssey fan community that is like big on like connie and jason should get married yeah, you're, that's that's like the OG setup. Right, you're like, yeah. yeah this, there was only one ship. <laughs> right, this feels very pandery to that, but it's... But it's it not, is, So, well, it is like simultaneously trying to shut it down and also stoking the flame. Yes, because exactly. Because Connie does this whole thing where she's like, no, 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 it's never been like that. We were just, you know, he's like an older brother, right. an older brother I don't see that often. And then, like, she keeps going, she's like... Man, yeah, he doesn't always look scruffy. Man, I haven't seen him in a while. I wonder what he looks like. I really want to, like, catch up with him. And, and mm-hmm. it's just like, all right. So you're saying, like, no, at no point up to this point has Connie seen that as a romantic thing. But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we can set that up for the future. Maybe that's how Connie takes over Wit's End. Not by Wit giving it to her because she's his surrogate daughter, but by him giving it to her because she's literally married into his family, which is way less enjoyable. Yeah, no, but it would transfer really well to, like, medieval land ownership. <laughs> <laughs> in that version i think i think jason would own connie as well yeah. oh yeah yeah no and uh the basement of wit's end would look very different yeah yeah that's where the moat is the moat's around the outside yeah it, yeah <sighs> no it, it is yeah it's frustrating i'm glad that you picked up on connie brushing off the fact that she's like oh he's like a brother and i was like wait a minute are you just ignoring the fact that like you definitely had a crush on him in previous episodes right right like that's like a subplot of love is in the air is like is like jason's not interested me in me but i'm interested in him yep and it's like man that yeah i i don't want that for you connie Mm -mm. no I, I mean, Connie can have love. Connie can be happy and be in a relationship. I'm okay with that. You know, I don't want to hold her back from that. I like the fact that she's single. Look, the I appreciate only, the fact that she's single. The only reason I would want Connie to get married is so they could, like, so that her character could, like, start to grow again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just be stuck. Like, I, I am, I wit what I want is for her is for her to be able to grow again without getting married. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust Focus. And so my thought is if they marry her off at some point, maybe she'll get to have good stories again. But I would rather her good stories just be like she becomes a counselor and don't need a man. Yeah, no, I mean, I am on your side here. It feels redundant to say, but that would be incredible. I would love that. But is that going to happen? No. Hoogler, um, please. Kathy, please. I'm yeah, praying look. intercession. <laughs> look, look, look. We're not wishing for McCusker and Lawler to die. But if they want to, like, retire and hand the reins over to Hoogler and Buchanan. They definitely could. I wouldn't complain. Neither of us would be at all upset. Yeah. And I think that they would respect Lawler and McCusker so much. They would talk to those 
old wrinkly white men so much and taken to what they say into consideration but you know at the end of the day i think they'd put out a better product Maybe. Maybe we Maybe put too not. much faith in these people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, just by comparison. And, you know, and we rag on this episode a lot, but it was really nice. to Like, there are some genuine moments that I did enjoy. I don't... Not me. I... I okay. The one <laughs> moment I liked was when Wit was like, going from doing a lot to doing nothing is really hard. That one hit me. <laughs> okay. I liked that, that hearing one. Janet Waldo's voice. Yep. And I liked a Wooten joke later on. Yeah. Why don't we skip to that <laughs> joke? <laughs> um, because because instead, um, we do get, this is kind of what you were hinting about, about the whole, like, Scrubs trope episode thing yeah. where you were joking about. But, like, Eugene calls out the plot line of every Connie episode where he's like, you shouldn't jump to conclusions, but I'm going to walk away now so that you can. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, it doesn't make it better to know that they're aware. (laughs) It makes them feel trapped. But now I know. (laughs) Now I have this horrible, like enslaved Muppet view of them. Yeah. Then we get dumb, like, carnival-y music. Yeah. And then Eugene's helping Joanne with the computer. Which makes no sense. (laughs) And Joanne's like, oh, he's like, he built an inventory system for her. And then Joanne's like, is Jason back in town? And Eugene's like, well, I can't say that he's not, but he is. No, this is... (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) Sorry, I need a second. Um... Yeah, no, the transition is so clumsy. Like, literally, they sit down, he's showing her the computer program, Joanne's super excited about it, and she pulls out these white gold cufflinks from Jason. Say, I think I saw Jason today. (laughs) Is he in town? Buddy. And Eugene just crumbles. The... (laughs) <laughs> madness of this thing where it's like eugene set this whole system up for her to input inventories the first one triggers her to go jason the second one triggers a literal plot alarm yeah like and that's all that we see yeah, yeah it's it so clumsy scan. i just like i've come to expect like <laughs> like plotting that is less lazy yeah. So much of this episode just feels like putting in the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And I get it. We all have bad days. There are for sure episodes of this podcast where I have put in the bare minimum. Yeah. And Amen. like, I'm sure you guys Could who tell. have listened have noticed those. I try not to, but sometimes it happens. And like, I want to cut some slack there, but also this is brutal. Yeah. It's really <laughs> This is why tough. we have writer's rooms so that one person's off day doesn't wreck a show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you just... <laughs> And so, <laughs> Paul showed up to like throw ideas around, and everybody else was sick or on vacation. And he just, you know, poured himself a glass of ice cold lemonade and uh, went to town and created this. Yeah, yeah, and so. creature. And so, the. So, Joanne puts in the second thing, and in. 
Somehow Eugene's inventory system that he programmed is connected to an FBI alert database. Because yeah. he enters in these rings. It's like an, and an amber FBI warning <laughs> pops up. <laughs> saying that there is a local jewelry scam. Yep, yep. Yep. And and this is the first they're hearing a about local it. Ju- like, jewelry. Right, first they're hearing about it. Not a paper. And the picture is um, Joanne's like, hey, Eugene, that looks just like you. Mm-hmm. The glasses and the hair and the waistcoat. Yep. Eugene wears a waistcoat. It's a waistcoat, not a vest. He 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 establishes that this episode. Interesting. I mean, I guess he's matured as a gentleman. Maybe he, I mean, he definitely used to wear a vest. Oh, yes. but yeah. Sweater vest, even. Yeah. He's yeah. a big sweater vest guy there for a while. I mean, who among us has not had a sweater vest phase? I guess you. I did have a sweater vest growing up. I did. I wore I that two. over, like, like, a nice button-down shirt. Mm-hmm. My sweater vest was orange with, like, an argyle pattern. I think mine was green with an argyle pattern. Yeah. But there was orange in the argyle. <laughs> We would have made an excellent table setting. <laughs> that is my new mixtape, uh, Orange in the Argyle. <laughs> I thought that was Frank Ocean's new album. <laughs> no, no, no. It's my, it's my mixtape where I just do Frank Ocean songs. <laughs> hey, I've seen some very touching covers of Frank Ocean songs on the internet. So have I. There's a great Bastille cover. Is this song by an old man? What? Oh, most of the covers I'm talking about are like old people no, bastille the band bastille oh bastille does a cover. cover oh i thought that you were talking about a cover of a bastille song that you also saw no, on youtube and i was no. like um okay <laughs> no the uh uh what what's the thing thinking about you they do a, oh. they do a good thinking about you cover Ooh, i'll have to listen to that after this yeah i've got a beach house i could sell you in idaho um and the uh he goes on to then just jump to the conclusion that Jason is investigating this jewelry scheme, which honestly, not much of a leap. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> so, oh, given what he knows, Jason is in town, is in trouble, doesn't know why. Yes. And so he's taken the diamonds and he's going to go investigate this himself. Yes, because he can't tell Jason because if he's undercover, that could endanger him. Right. Which is, again, just spoon feed the plot like yes. blend it up oh yeah mush it down in a cup oh yeah don't tell wit eugene go take the law into your own hands yep. well honestly taking it to wit would also be taking it into your own hands taking the law into your own hands <laughs> yeah um so so then there's a conversation where like we cut in on penny having told wooten about all this Mm -hmm. and he's like funny about it um and it's like yeah it's i don't know it works for me kind of funny yeah wooten's still funny in this episode and he 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 penny's like look i want you to get the information from wit Mm -hmm. and and then we cut to Good private eye music. Thank mm-hmm. you, John Campbell. You actually nailed the music cue on that moment. Mm-hmm. Only time I really liked it this episode. Sorry. Uh, that wasn't meant as a backhanded compliment, but it wound up being one. Um, and You wrote a bad song, PT. And, and, oh, man. So Wooten is 
or wait, it cuts to, I will give a lot of, I will give Christopher Deal a ton of sound ed- sound engineering credit here. It They cut it so that it sounds like someone throwing another person up against a wall. Like it's like a protective, like, like yeah, it's like yeah, a detective yeah. thing. Yeah. He's like trying to get information, yeah. but it's wit like dropping, dropping a, a box, box of books. books. Yeah, it is a moment that really worked. Like the, the, this little this little scene here, I think is I it's like. I actually like it. Yeah. Um, and I dare say I enjoyed it. And and wit's got the yeah he's packing up books and groceries and fishing rods for Jason. Um, mm. and Wooten's like, huh? Well, all those books. I thought I. I thought you read all the books to read. Yeah, I thought that you read all the books there were to read. <laughs> Which is, the way he says it is so oh, funny. It's so it's so funny. Jess Harnell is his uh, uncouth. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he says that uh, he's got groceries in the bag, <laughs> and Wooden goes, "Ah, the back seat, an excellent place for groceries." <laughs> Yeah, and he's got he's got these he's got these fishing rods, and is like, oh, I'm going like we're gonna take the Wooten's like you know you you're better on like the east side of the lake than the west, and he's like, oh well, the south side's closer to this person's thing. It's like Wit is giving a lot of information. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's for someone leaking trying. oil. <laughs> yeah, and and Wooten like plays it kind of cool, and Wit's like half onto him. I don't yeah. know. It's it's kind of funny, and then like just the the pitch perfect end which is like wit's getting in the car and jace and and wooten's just like tell jason i said hi yeah <laughs> and, and wit goes what and then it just cuts out yeah <laughs> yeah yep. yeah he goes tell jason i said hi oops what cut yeah and uh yeah and and then and then penny um is like telling you know is like wow we're gonna like get, we'll go on a picnic and connie will come too and connie's like oh are we going fishing and she's like no it's here it's just like this whole mess where it's just like how could you be this stupid connie that you don't understand what's going on yep yeah so penny penny is talking to wooten about setting up a picnic for connie so that she can see jason again and it's ridiculous and annoying and whatever and wooten calls her on it they yeah. give him a joke where he's like he basically points out exactly how problematic this is right and uh yeah i just i don't i don't understand why penny is trying to get connie to like it is just plot mm-hmm. like for reasons fully unknown penny has to get connie to go be with jason mm-hmm. even though like she doesn't want to and kind explicitly been like hey i'm not gonna do this because like not because i think it's right but because i want to prove eugene and wit wrong yeah. which is also annoying i hate that that's her motivation yep. but whatever we couldn't um, give her any growth from a 16 year old here yeah, <laughs> like literally just... anything you just you chewed up album eight and you spit it out <laughs> and you threw in andre stoika <laughs> said see it's fine man there's so much left in this episode okay yeah we really just gotta like pick up the pace here but we can yeah we can just the next scene i guess is important it's wit and jason talking and wit is just over Mm. and over like wit's basically hammering home to jason that hey it's tough it's gonna be tough for you to like be out here and be alone with God. Mm-hmm. And Jason's like, 
nah, I think I got it. Yep. And like, <laughs> it's... It's so bad. It's just an infuriating scene. I Jason don't... is not listening to his dad, and his dad doesn't sound like he's listening to his kid. Right, neither of them are listening to each, each other. other. That is that is the problem here. And it's like, there, there is a good conversation to be had in this moment, and mm-hmm. neither party is able to do it. Yeah, because they're just spouting. But it had to set up this whole thing of Wit feeling like this was going to be really, really tough for Jason mm-hmm. so that when Eugene called, mm-hmm. they could have a two-sided conversation where they were both talking about different things. Yeah. Because if Wit didn't feel like Jason was in a tough place, he couldn't communicate that to Eugene erroneously. And then Eugene hangs up and Wit says, why do I get the feeling that we were talking about two different things? Yeah. It's it's worth saying that episode of Scrubs I referenced is one of my uh, least favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, it's, it's really frustrating because it is hard to tell the line of, like, what what is trying to be accomplished here. And I get it, you know, it's the last of the album. And Odyssey undergoes a really big change, you know, in the year, two years following this this album's release. You know, I, I don't know what the situation was, if Focus changed a lot and they lost a ton of funding or whatever. But the, the show drastically changed after this point and i feel like this was yeah like you said like just best they were trying to do everything that they'd done before and it just fell flat like just like flat soda yeah yeah also there's there's a dumb note i have in here but i gotta address it which is just um Wit picks up the phone and says, like, hi, John Whitaker speaking. Yeah. And Eugene's like, it's I, Eugene Melsner. And I'm just like, how does Wit not have Eugene's contact in his phone? What yeah. in the world? <laughs> yeah. Like, even if you have a flip phone, Wit, you can have contacts. contacts yes. <laughs> even if you have a bar phone, you can have contacts. Also, there's no excuse for know. not having contacts in the year of our Lord. 2012 yeah well and you know he's known eugene for a while he probably has his number memorized like what yeah it's just it's it's baffling um maybe there's a side plot that they cut out of eugene losing his phone um uh, maybe that's in part two i'm putting a lot of pressure on this part two (laughs) so so yeah, and then and then we cut back to Jason struggling in the exact ways that Wit set up, where he's mm-hmm. alone. He's like, "Oh, let me." He's just got like he has to monologue to himself because it's an audio show and he's alone, mm-hmm. and so he's just like, "Oh man, I should like, you know, I I guess it's time to read, or I could pray first. All right, let me pray, half-hearted prayer. All right, time to read now. I guess I'll go on a walk." And it's just like. I, 
it's not a bad vocal performance from Townsend no. Coleman. I think that he does no. a good job, and it sounds like Jason is doing it. It just sounds like Odyssey is bad. <laughs> right, with the material given, it's yeah. not not a bad not a bad play. But yeah. my word. Um, and then could you have done anything else? Give Jason a good panic attack. I find that being alone for a long period of time is incredibly anxiety-inducing if you are not used to it. Yeah. Just, why don't we explore that? A little mental health crisis. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I not don't, this. What the... Yeah, what is the point of this episode? Like, the theme is, is assuming, but there's also, like a half-hearted mystery and Jason like struggling to adjust to small town life, but not in a way that feels meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like we in just talked about the labyrinth. So how it ended so well and set up so many good things. And then this is the payoff. Yeah. This is, this is what you come back to. Aren't you so glad you came home to the Muppet town? <laughs> yeah. And then, right. And then Eugene takes his, his rings to be appraised. And I'm like, and I was like, as soon as that scene started, I was like, oh, this guy's going to think that Eugene's in doing the guy doing the jewelry scheme. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. But then it's almost weirder than that. Mm-hmm. He like, so he does and he pulls Eugene into the room and he goes like and locks the door and is like, hey, you're that guy. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't call authorities or anything. Instead, he Vulcan death grips the man, or sorry, uh, in the words of the show, Vulcan neck pinches yes. the man. Yeah. God forbid we say death grip. Um, and <laughs> Fantano might start coming around. And Eugene's like, you know that doesn't work in real life. Mm-hmm. And then it works. Yep. It's just like more weird lampshady BS. Yep. And yep. it's... Yeah, this whole episode, my final note is just, no good, very bad, don't listen. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, what, what, what is this episode? Why is this episode, how, how, how did this happen? Why are you like this? (laughs) I'm just like. Have you seen the Noah's Ark memes where it's a half elephant, half penguin, and Noah's looking at the elephants and the penguins being like, you know, what, what did you do? No, I have not, but that sounds somewhat amusing. Yeah, well. I think it's like a Family Guy skit, but no. yeah, this feels exactly like that. <laughs> it's like, what? What did you do? It just. I left you New Odyssey, Old Odyssey. I, I, right. I did both of them, right. and this is what happened. The thing I am holding out for, that will be the only point of redemption. I, I like think I might actually get, is, a scene between, Jason, Jack, and Joanne. If I can get that scene, I will at least I will at least like be amicable. Yeah, yeah, that will cover. I will, I will go through all of this suffering if I can get a really good closing dialogue. Like, that's the other thing. Jason does not care about Jack and Joanne moving. When he gets told by Wit, he's like, "Huh, well, that's nice that they get to do that." just like yeah this was like your surrogate father figure what are you doing like are you forgetting about all of the old odyssey (laughs) like yeah 
Are you yeah. forgetting about the Israelites and all of the Blackguard shenanigans and when Jack tried to save Blackguard and all of that? Like, Damn. oh, he's moving to Scotland and retiring and I'm never going to see him again. That's fine. We don't, like, just, yeah. you know, soggy noodles. <laughs> no yeah. emotion. Any other thoughts, Andrew? Nothing I haven't already said. Yeah, I feel that too. I don't want to. I don't want to beat this dead horse too far. I believe we started roughly an hour and a half ago. Yeah, and we started talking about the same thing we're talking about now. We tried. We highlighted a couple things that we liked. Mm-hmm. We mostly disliked this. It is baffling that this episode is well regarded. I mean, I I just can't see it beyond the fact that it has a lot of cool. It has a lot of characters in it. A lot right. of po- yeah. fan favorite characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose maybe we're just the, you know, the dummies that are overanalyzing the show meant for 8 to 12 year olds. For sure. But the, yeah. But yep. they, yeah. but again, like as we yep. previously said, coming off of the Labyrinth Part 3, which is what we're hearing this in context to. I did not listen to any Odyssey, you know, between now and then. And uh, yeah, it's just a wild disappointment (laughs) i do have i do have one thing one question i'd like to ask you to go out on here okay yeah yeah. um early in the episode we Mm -hmm. set up that uh jason drove from uh washington to odyssey Mm -hmm. um just a lot of time on the road Mm -hmm. listening to music Mm -hmm. what was jason whitaker listening to andrew (laughs) so my first thought is that he listens to like only bands um with the name of the state he's in like i feel like that could be something he does um specifically kansas uh is the first one i that came to mind um maybe he's listening to sufian steven stevens illinois yeah yeah exactly i i think that that might be the parameters but in all honesty, I mean, it's definitely just Christian radio. Right? Come on, dude. He, th- this is Jason Whitaker. He is a rebel. He's not in a good place with God right now. They've got He's a rock show. Possibly <laughs> killed people. Yeah. Like, you know, what, 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 what do we got? We got, I don't know. Is he? I. What do you think, Dylan? I, I don't know. So this, 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 this is why, why I asked you. I do kind of just feel like Jason's probably classic rock. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like 80s. Yeah. 80s maybe i mean he doesn't strike me as like a zeppelin fan he's probably a rush fan he probably yeah, really he... likes fly by night like he's probably really into that uh boston kansas yeah i could see, I could see boston you know i i think maybe he gets down with some of the beastie boys songs mm, but like yeah. like sabotage because he saw it in a movie one time and yeah you know like yeah yeah but definitely nothing that swears right um that's that's very important and nothing too explicit as far as like you know sexuality is concerned but but definitely gets down with some dirty dirty dad rock like hot for teacher or something like that i could see him just you know blaring that on the radio there you go jesse's mom comes on (laughs) jason's riding through we'll say uh idaho (laughs) and uh just you know chucks a beer can out the window no, he doesn't drink and drive. He's a responsible adult. Uh, Did they, you say Jesse's mom? 
Did I say Jesse's mom? You said Jesse's mom. I believe you can you combine Stacy's mom, mom and, and Jesse's girl. girl. <laughs> and I would just like to call attention to that. That is worth calling attention to. My brain is truly a place of um, wonder and Andrew, excitement. If if you feel any inclination in the next three weeks before this episode airs, I'm gonna challenge you to make, to make a our Jason's, Jason's road trip playlist. A Jason's road trip uh, Spotify playlist that we can share out with it. Well, we have to make an official Wadfam Chalkpod uh, Spotify. Yeah, we can just put it on yours. That's me. I would like the traffic. <laughs> there you go. Hey, plugs for our Spotify's. In the description. It's been a while. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, Keep up with what I'm listening to if you care. There you go. And uh, next week, we will return to talk about the <laughs> hopefully better episode 725, Home Again, part two. Arrivederci. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lytics Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Home Again Part 1 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Osama, edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick. Hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.